Buzz Buzz, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for another episode. And this week, we have got a rock star illustrator on the show. We are super excited to talk to them. Kendra Wells is in the house. That's right. I'm interviewing someone who is in the New Yorker. That's fucking crazy. What else is crazy is they've got a new uh, book on Kickstarter which is gaining some heat. Uh, the numbers are flying off the charts. A two-week campaign, blew past all the goals. Really impressive. Real Hero Shit is the title. I was lucky enough to get a copy of it and read it, folks. It is worth your hard-earned dollars, I promise you. Kendra, thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing okay. It's been a pretty intense week. <laughs> so, like, it, what's it like doing a two-week Kickstarter campaign? Is it is it double the stress? double the fun or is it are you happy I mean, to get it over with fast it's this is the first kickstarter that i've been a part of that's like just on me <laughs> uh, i've been in a couple of anthologies and stuff that has been kickstarted in the past um but the the pressure has been very high uh, for me personally <laughs> like i don't know if anybody else feels this pressure but it's like i have barely slept this week um but it's yeah it, it's I'm, I'm almost glad that it's only two weeks though because i think if it went on much longer than that I would be hospitalized <laughs> <from stress. laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's been incredible um yeah we hit the 100% goal in less than 24 or less than an hour oh wow I think I oh <laughs> I think it was like 40 or 50 <laughs> minutes it happened so fast she doesn't even know how fast it happened ladies it and gentlemen yeah it was it's, it's been bonkers <laughs> that's so cool though and I mean honestly you you deserve it like you've got uh you you've got quite the the resume behind you you've done you know some some cool work with with boom and you know I know you've done a, a few Rick and Morty covers I believe mm -hmm. and uh Dark Horse and as we mentioned you were in the you were in the New Yorker and not not many people can say that that's a huge achievement on its own um and then you've also you've done some comment you were you did some stuff with the nib right and then mm -hmm. um oh your host is really bad with names you also the tell no tales pirates of the southern seas which was another comic you did that looks very yes cool. that was uh my first uh, tell no tales was my first uh full-length graphic novel uh it was written by my friend sam mags who's amazing um she and her uh, she and i collaborated on it it's sort of a um Histor historical nonfiction, but like magical non, it's like a, a sort of um, a magical take on the actual real life pirates and Bonnie and Mary Reed. And it's a, it's sort of a middle grade, um, you know, like eight to 14 age range um, for uh, about these pirates who like through the power of friendship uh, defeat this or try to defeat, no spoilers, uh, this, <laughs> this like um, pirate hunter who is like also an actual real guy in the 18th century. It was, it was uh, a great time. It came out in February um, and uh, we're very proud of it. But yeah, Real Hero Shit is my first solo endeavor. Yeah, you did. Did you do that? You did the lettering too, right? I well the lettering is a typeface okay. I I but I did write it okay. <laughs> my handwriting is terrible so like it it had to be a typeface uh but I did some of the like you know the sound effects and the like I did I did do the um the title the the um front cover text I did hand do that 
very proud of that. That's about the extent of my abilities. <laughs> I love the cover. I love the title. Like, thank you. I mean, okay. So in a, in a, in an age where I just feel like titles get longer and longer and longer, like I appreciate the short titles that pack a punch thank and, you. And, and using shit in it is like, it's just, that's such, it's just like strong. It's like, hits thank you. you. It's, it's, shit. Bam. It's really funny because it, before uh, I sold the book, I had like, I was just like, I got to call this story something. I don't know. I'll call it real hero shit. Cause it's funny. Uh, <laughs> and it was like fully a joke. Like I, I did not intend for it to be the actual final. Cause I was like, I don't think they'll let me put a cuss on the cover. <laughs> right. Like the, there's no way. Um, and then this was back in, I, I, I sort of um, originated the story and started like brainstorming on it and writing it back in like 20, like late 2017, 2018. Um, and I sold the book to uh, Iron Circus Comics, uh, my publisher, uh, back in 2018. And then I had Tell No Tales to do, so I had to put it on the back burner for a while. And then, like, as we started picking up the pace on production for Real Hero Shit, it got to the point where uh, my editor and my publisher were like, so what do you want to do for the title? And I was like, <laughs> oh, right, I have to think of something. Um and it kind of came down to, they were like, listen, some libraries and some bookstores won't carry your book if there's a swear word in it. Because like, even if, even if you like bleep it out with like, you know, an exclamation point or like a, you know, an asterisk, um, a lot of places will just be like, Hey, we can't carry that. Cause it's, you know, it's not family friendly. And, and I was like, okay, well, let me see if I can like think of something else. So I went like, I was like, writing I had this like long like notes app in my phone it was like real hero ish real hero stuff like <laughs> real hero party adventuring like I and I was like trying so hard to come up with it and like nothing was as good as real hero <laughs> so it, it it ended up being this you know it, it's one of those things where it's like you can't name something as a joke because it's never it's not going to be a joke it's not going to be a joke for very long <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm glad you stuck with it because I, I I think it makes it stick out even more. Um, I mean, the story's great, but, I, you know, you, you have to read that to get the story mm -hmm. or even read a solicit. I mean, this is you look at that cover. And like I said, it, it's going to grab you. It's 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 cool looking. It's 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 hard rock. It's metal. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope so. It, it also I think. Um, it's an adult book. It is 18 plus. It, yes. is a, it, it has a, a firm R rating. Uh, so I think that it helps honestly to have it be a swear word and be like, Hey, this is not for kids. Like you can't, like, there's no, I, I did not want there to be any argument that it's like, Oh, well, I didn't know when I bought it for my kid. And now I'm mad at you. It's like, no, it's, it's fully for adults. <laughs> yeah. I could, I could just see like a, a, a child during like the Eugene and Annie scenes. Like, <laughs> like, like oh no <laughs> oh no a cuss a boob yeah it's it's gonna be, I, I kind of have this dream that it's like maybe it'll get into bookstores but it'll have that like plastic casing on it like borders used to do with like the the raunchy oh, manga back in the day yeah yeah <laughs> we'll man borders what bringing oh, bringing back the memories <laughs> I still have tons of unread novels and stuff. Uh, when borders closed, I, I went mm -hmm. around. I'm sorry. I live in Kansas city and I went around to like the local stores and, and snagged up like all the cheap books I could, which like, I wasn't really into comics then. So I could have probably gotten some killer deals on graphic novels, but yeah. I was just getting the, I was like the highbrow literary fiction, getting my BA, like, uh, that you was know. your first mistake. You got to go lowbrow. <laughs> I know. Right. Like what I learned in, I was in grad school for a little bit. And one of the best things I ever learned was my thesis advisor was like 
she i wanted to take the science fiction class and she was like no you need to read like more real literature and i was talking to another professor and he was like never let anyone tell you what real literature is that's for you to decide <laughs> that was like it was one of the best things i learned in like many many years of college that i'll be paying forever <laughs> well yeah that's kind of i mean like about the book like that that was my main uh like i don't know if we want to like jump right into like my thesis on this book but it was it was really literally like I'm tired. Like I was, I, I graduated, I went to school for comics and cartooning. I like got my degree in like a BFA in comics and cartooning from the school of visual arts. Like, awesome. thanks guys. Uh, <laughs> and for years I didn't do anything with it because I was terrified of this idea that like, it had to be this very highbrow, very epic, very serious, like this, like life changing, like Oscar bait <laughs> kind of story. And what ended up happening was I just didn't make anything, which I think is like the saddest, like, you know, result of that kind of fear. Um, so I, you know, this, again, this was like 2018 and I was like very depressed and I was like, I need to start making work. And I was like, what would make me happy? And it was like, I want to do something stupid. <laughs> like, like, it's like, that's the kind of stuff that I like. Like I love, I, you know, and granted, like, you know, I say stupid, very affectionately, you know, like yeah. I'm, I, but like, I, I wanted like that feeling that you get from that, like funny out there, like cusses and, and goofiness and silliness balanced with the serious stuff and the heavy shit. Cause it's like, I would say that, I mean, like, and you've read the book, like there are, there's some heavy shit in there. Like it's oh, not yeah. all, you know, dick jokes and, and, you know, goofs. Um, but I feel like my, my, my real like MO with writing, uh, in particular has always been like, it has, like, it should be funny. It can also be serious. There should be a balance of the two because they, you know, it's, 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 you know, salty and sweet. You have to, you, you appreciate the sweet, the, the, the lightheartedness more if there's some heavy stuff to kind of balance it out and the heavy stuff, no matter how high the stakes are, it doesn't matter to you if you haven't had a good time with those characters previously, you know, like mm. it, it just, it, it, I don't know. No, I I'm, I'm with you. I, I love every single character. Like you did <laughs> such you. a great job that uh, your humor's on point too. Art's on <laughs> art's on point. Colors look great. The, the, the letters, the letters look good too. Like I wouldn't have known it was just like a normal typeface in, unless you didn't un unveil your secrets. Just a quick couple minutes. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm like exposing myself here. <laughs> I mean, credit to my amazing team in particular. My editor was the one who um, gave me uh, when I was, cause I was like, I don't know if I can hand letter this whole book. Um, um, and they were like, okay, here's a bunch of different fonts to try out here. I already put them in all of the pages, like check them out, see what you like. I think this one is best, but like, let me know what you think, um, which was immensely helpful. My editor is amazing, Kel McDonald. Um, and then uh, I had a, a coloring assistant also, thank God, because I, I did all the colors, but I just needed some help putting down like the base stuff. And uh, my colorist, uh, Amanda Leffer and I, who also did the animation in the Kickstarter video, if you are familiar with it. Mm -hmm. uh, there's like she animated the little characters to do these like cute little uh, poses and moves and stuff and she did an amazing job and I'm so thankful um, and I like literally could not have done it without you know the people behind me <laughs> <laughs> that's all well I mean a, a good team makes a difference that, that's one I always say this that that's one of the magical deals of comics even even someone who does like a lot of the a lot of it on their own like like you did there's still like you said color assistants your editors the you know and it's like it's this community it's a it's a community you know you build this little family to put out this awesome story and i think 
I think that's why like that's some of the magic of comic books is it's just yeah. like there's a lot of heart and, and there's like different people's hearts in every page that worked on it and it's just cool you don't get a, you don't get a lot of that you know I mean we get it in like cinema you know but mm -hmm. it, then it's, there's like too many there's like hundreds of people right. that work on a movie right so this is like more intimate more controlled kind of I don't know it's hitting it's cool. that balance of um like not hanging your hat on this like auteurship you know like I'm I, even still like I was like oh this is my first solo book I'm terrified like I'm excited but I'm terrified and it helped so much to have like a really solid team behind me to like check like not only just use like sanity checks on stuff but just to be like when you know <laughs> when you're in the monkey house for so long you stop smelling the <laughs> monkey house <laughs> like I there were things that I just like there was no way that I could have caught it if I was doing it fully on my own and I'm very thankful that I had people like you know, not only gassing me up and, and, you know, making me feel like this was a story that was worth telling, but, um, you know, checking me and being like, Hey, like, are you sure about this? And I was like, Oh my God, I didn't even notice. Well, and, I mean, you're dealing with, it's what's just shy of 120 pages, I think. So, I mean, yeah, like, yeah. that's, a, that's the, a lot. That's to just like, here you do that, do all that. <laughs> Get through yeah, it. Like, there you go. <laughs> it was a lot. And, um, it's fun. The very first deadline I had was to write the book, which is like, oh, of course, easy. Um, and I was juggling a couple other projects at the time. And I realized that I misunderstood my deadline and I had a full like month less to write it than I thought. <laughs> Cause oh, I wow. just like, I, I had not been paying attention and, and fully on me. Um, but so I realized this a week before my deadline. So I wrote the first draft of real hero shit in a single week. And it was an extremely intense <laughs> week. Um, <laughs> but then again, my editor Kel uh, was amazing and really polished up that turn. <laughs> like and I like I couldn't I, it, I I'm very proud of my first draft but it is so much better in the final product <laughs> yeah that's funny uh because I, I'm a, I'm a procrastinator too. I mean, well, I do it on purpose though. Like mm -hmm. I do, I will remember dates and I'll be like, eh, I can wait. I can wait. I can, I can get it done. <laughs> yeah. I work better under pressure. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the lie, right? That's what we mm -hmm. tell ourselves. And, and then it happens. And then we're like, why did we do this? <laughs> this sucks. I'm working so hard and I'm so stressed. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I, I'm glad I, it happened. Like yeah. whatever, whatever you did, like the forgetting the deadline, uh, the, the team you had helping you, like you guys have a very solid package. Um, Thank you. All I'm very all. proud of it. You should be, you should be, you did some, you did some really great work. I love, I love the animation. It's like, it's cute and it's sexy. The, the action scenes work really well. The magic Thank works. You. I love um all the fantasy i've been reading is like kind of like real serious so it was like you said it's got heaviness to it it's got emotion and we deal with identity issues and stuff like that and it's very inclusive which i think is super important these days um and but you know like i guess you're very funny uh and, you. and you're in the art like reflects your humor really well and as a <laughs> as a as a kid who was like raised catholic and and doesn't trust like religion at all like anytime religion's the bad guy i'm fucking there for it well, <laughs> so, i feel like in, in, you know, obviously the book isn't out yet and it will not be out for some time, uh, unfortunately. Um, but it's funny to like seeing the way that the book is sold and I'm like, and granted, like, you know, you got to have an elevator pitch, you got to have everything. And I'm just like sneakily in the back being like, the enemy is the church. <laughs> <laughs> you know, not, you know, spoilers. It's not really a spoiler. The enemy's always the church. Right. Um, and what is it not? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I mean, it's, it's uh, a lot, a really, really heavy influence on real hero shit was 
um, like video games and the uh, sort of renaissance of Dungeons and Dragons that's been happening. Mm -hmm. I'm a huge, huge fan of Critical Role. I'm a huge fan of like Dimension 20 and a lot of and the Adventure Zone and a lot of these other like actual play shows. Um, and I'm my favorite video game of all time is Dragon Age Inquisition, which is another medieval fantasy sort mm. of thing. And uh, around the time of Real Hero Ship's inception, uh, campaign number two of Critical Role started. And I, uh, because I was deeply depressed, started another save file in Dragon Age Inquisition. I played probably 800 hours of Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, <laughs> but it, it kind of like jump-started my brain into going, I can just do a story like this. Like, oh, I can have it have serious stuff that happens, but also I can have dick jokes and like funny scenes and like goofing off and like friendship and like... What I loved about the 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 game and, and the the games that I was uh, inspired by was like it reminded me so much of my real life friends and like my real life people that I loved and I was just like oh it was like this insane like aha moment of being like I can just write that nobody's stopping me <laughs> like I I was so afraid for so long to create a story uh, because I thought that it had to be this very serious very droll very like highbrow shit. And it was like, oh, no, I don't have to do that at all. <laughs> I can just do something fun. Yeah, being being real with your readership and your audience, I think, has a lot more power than uh, the, writing the great American novel or whatever, however you want to, you know, phrase that. But right. And, and you have. I mean, you have this, you have this graphic novel that is, like I said, it's, it's very accessible to, uh, to all, all shapes and sizes. Um, it's you, I love the, just the idea of like, love who you want, when you want, uh, we, like I said, we need more of that uh, in, mm -hmm. in comics and life in general. Um, and, and just, yeah, the, the, the power of friendship, um, how easy trauma is to, or how much trauma is never easy, how much easier trauma is to deal with when you have people who have your back, you know? Yeah. And, and I thought, I loved that the, I'm a sucker for found family. Mm -hmm. And like, I love how like they, we get this, like this short adventure and, it, and it's, it's not short being that cause it's 120 page OGN, but you read it so quickly. I had to keep reminding myself it was hard. Cause I, I was in love with the art and I wanted to follow the story. So I had to, I had to keep reminding myself, I was like, slow down, man. You have to like cover this. You need to like pay attention to things that are going on. And I just wanted to like burn through the pages. So that's so yeah. cool. Like I, uh, I don't always read stuff like this. I, I just um, like, like the fantasy I'm reading right now, I'm really into scouts by the horns. Uh, and oh, that's very, it's very like action and it's, it's kind of dark and sad. And uh -huh. it's, I just, um, I haven't read a lot of fantasy mixed with comedy comedy it's just i just don't stumble across that a lot and and i thought this played out so well and like i said like like we've mentioned it's it's not a it's not a, a one-trick pony like there's there's drama there's action there's there's love there's sex there's i mean it's, it's rock and roll like you did it yeah like you, you, got a, I mean, you got a pile of fun here i've i've been uh the the elevator pitch that i've been throwing around is lord of the rings but dumb and gay uh which i think <laughs> You know, it's like, I, I, and I think that that's like, that's the kind of story that I wanted to read. And I was like, I, I'm going to, you know, put my money on this and I'm going to hedge my bets that other people want to read this too. Cause I feel like for a while there, there were a couple like sort of like, I, I think like, um, what was that Seth Rogen movie? Like your highness, like it was like a real stoner comedy kind of thing. And I feel like for a lot, at least in my experience and like it's limited, but it's either like you get this super highbrow, like 
uh, Lord of the Rings-esque, like, oh, we wrote 82 different languages for the single uh, tome, and then there are 18 other volumes, or it's like, in, or, you know, you, you kind of fall into like Game of Thrones, which is like maybe a little more, mo- like obviously more modern, but like also just very violent and very like dark and heavy. Um, and I feel like there's a real market, especially with the this sort of renaissance of, of D&D shows and stuff. I feel like there's a real market for like modern, a modern comedic, not necessarily strictly comedic, but like a modern slant to the mm-hmm. medieval fantasy genre. Um, and like, I mean, here I am. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's working. So, okay. So I have a question with your, with your background, with your resume, I was kind of shocked to have seen this like go to Kickstarter. Like what, what made you want to crowdfund this? And and did you have any idea it would be performing like it is right now? Uh, the answer to the second one is no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so actually um, my publisher, uh, Iron Circus Comics, their business model has been entirely Kickstarter based, okay. um, at least in the initial sort of pr- the first print run of each of the books they've done. I think they've had like 30, 30 something titles, 31 titles, I think is mine. Um, and, uh, they basically, the way that they run and, and it's amazing. Uh, it's run by uh, C Spike Trotman, who's amazing. She's like a wonderful, uh, cartoonist, like a fellow cartoonist and, um, really interested in kind of publishing things that no, not maybe not know it, but like basically no other publisher will touch. Like, uh, they go for stuff that is very out there, potentially very niche. Um, they do a lot more raunchy stuff, uh, that a lot of publishers like can't or won't publish. Mm. Um, and they specifically do uh for the initial print run of each of their books they do a kickstarter for it um and it kind of helps them get that sort of so they don't have to keep a lot of like liquid you know going like working around they don't need to have like a bunch of like investors or anything they they know that there's a market for these books so they let the market speak for it and then once that initial print run is done then they're going to have you know the ability to do distro they're going to have the ability to put it in bookstores and libraries and stuff um and it's great i mean it's it's uh they're an amazing publisher everything they do is gold and they've never like had a kickstarter fail so i have had a lot of faith that like at the very least this will hit goal <laughs> i had no idea it was going to hit goal in an hour <laughs> but and we still have like a week to go at this point which is completely insane i have no idea where this is going to land uh but i'm very excited i i think i iron circus was my number one choice publisher it was the first publisher that i submitted uh real hero shit to and the only one that actually t- offered uh for it so uh it i it has worked out it's been i bet great. those other people are feeling dumb now <laughs> i hope they not. right yeah <laughs> it's fine it's fine i'm i'm deeply motivated by spite so this is great for me <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, you're a, you're a big video game fan. So yes. you're you're um, already one of my favorite kind of nerds. So you obviously <laughs> like comics because you make them. You're you're big into video games, big into RPGs. Like I haven't been gaming as much. I think I I think something broke inside of me. Also, I started a blog and a podcast. So you're like busy. yeah, my I get like all these review copies I got to read and and then like I feel like guilty when I like while like I finished uh, only only uh, murders in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and on Hulu. And I was like, even then I was like, man, you, you really should like be prepping for these interviews and stuff. <laughs> so I just, I don't get a lot of time to game anymore, but you know, like final fantasy seven was like my heart and soul. And, 
and I'll never forget like that, just like bawling when Aerith died, like mm-hmm. and 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 being shocked. I was in second or third grade, and I was just like, "Why is this video what? game you doing do this that? to me?" <laughs> yeah. Um. So, but since then, like, I mean, I love RPGs. I love the story. I love mm-hmm. I love grinding, like the monotony, the like the sweet monotony of like it's just kind of relaxing and mm-hmm. and stuff. And and so RPGs are very special. And and you know, so I I was really appreciative of like the party building. And the, and the classes and, and how you kind of how you stuck to that um, and you stuck to that and just gave it tons of sass like I, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, so you, you said Dragon Age, right? So yes. like what what other what other like big icon like what what RPGs are like get you fired up? I mean the the thing is I consider myself a big gamer uh, and I and I talk a lot of game about it. However, I also am very bad at keeping up with games. I I'll start games and then get to a part and I'm like this is too hard and I give up. I'm like a I'm like the the quintessential like fake gamer gamer <laughs> person. Um but when I love a game, I will play hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of it. Um, I have recently, um, I start, I started playing Mass Effect for the first time because that Legacy Edition came out and I finally was like, okay, like now's the time. Um, And then I got to like halfway or a quarter of the way or something through the second one. And I, because I'm like, (laughs) despite being not very, this is a a terrible combination. I'm not very good at games, but I also hate spoilers. So I never do walkthroughs for for things um, unless I'm absolutely stuck and I can't get past it. Um, And so I got through two and I messed up my romance with Garrus. And my <laughs> previous save file was like 15 hours behind. And so I put it down and I haven't been to oh, no. again. And I was so upset. I was like, I've been waiting. I've been, I literally, this is like what I've been tr- here to do is to romance Garrus. But like, there's, that's my priority in games <laughs> is, is being able to romance characters. Um, so I, 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 I'm going to get back to it eventually, but I had to put it down because I was frustrated. Um, I've been playing a lot of Stardew Valley for the first time uh, this year, which has been really How relaxing. did you get anything done? I almost flunked out of school because of that game. <laughs> I, the other, so the other problem is I really hyper fixate on these games and I will play them until, and like I'm, I'm an artist. So my drawing hand is already pretty tender. Mm. I will play until I get tendinitis and then I will have to medically put it down and not be able to play it. And then the hyper fixation fades and then I forget to play it for a year, which is what happened with uh, Breath of the Wild as well. That was the other big game I, I played it so much at the beginning of quarantine that I injured myself <laughs> and then I put it down and I was like in the middle of a divine beast and I was like oh god like I'm too scared to pick it back up again <laughs> I did pick it up recently and it's been very very fun um but I just I love open world games I love being able to uh, like it's so corny, but like I love being able to like make my little guy wear little outfits and then run around and collect like berries and stuff. Like that's like <laughs> my ideal. I also uh, have been playing way too much Skyrim. I just started another Skyrim save file. Nice. Uh, which is you know. <laughs> are you playing that? Are you playing that on your on your Switch or? On no, I, I'm a I'm a PS4 Skyrim only okay. person. Uh, I I think I feel like I just need the big screen for it. It's so funny because like some games I'm like I like Breath of the wild i refuse to play on the tv for literally no reason it's a gorgeous game i should want to see it as big as possible but i'm like i only want to play breath of the wild when i'm like curled up on the couch and can play it like (laughs) super close to my face um 
but yeah, I'm, I'm PS4 only. I did, I'm getting the itch. Uh, my, my partner has an Xbox, like a Xbox one and has the like legacy edition of Halo. And the first Halo game was one of my, like, I, the first like uh, console video game I think I ever played like back when I like got an Xbox for the first time, like however old I was. Uh, and I was so obsessed with it. I played so many hours of it. And I'm like getting, I, and, but I never played past two or three, I think. So I'm like, maybe once this Kickstarter wraps, if I've got nothing else to do, maybe I'm just going to like blast through like five Halo games. <laughs> I've always, that's funny. I've always wanted to do that too, to, to like play through the stories. So many shooters, I'm bad at playing the single player campaign. Cause I, I mm -hmm. would just want to like hop into multiplayer or play like, you know, team deathmatch or. Uh... See, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I loved playing campaign on Halo. Uh, oh, really? I, I also, my younger brother is like, was a much more adept gamer than I was growing up. So we would play the co-op campaign mode on the first two Halo games, which was so much fun. Cause I was like, I would just let him do all the hard stuff and I'd like toddle <laughs> around, be like throwing grenades everywhere. Uh, that, that's, that's my, my mode of playing. <laughs> just throw, just throw grenades everywhere. Yeah. Just lobbing like lobbing <laughs> grenades everywhere and like blowing myself up. See, I feel like the older I get the like the worse I'm getting at, at video games too. Like mm -hmm. I remember like being younger and I could like, uh, like nothing phased me. And now like, I definitely, I don't like the torturesome games. Like I would like, I'm intrigued by like dead souls and stuff like that uh, mm -hmm. or lost souls or whatever. It's, I can't remember what it's called, but like dying like over and over again and, and having to like figure out what you did wrong. Like yeah, I have to do road, that in life. I still haven't got literally, it seems like every single one of my friends is obsessed with Hades. Uh, and I still mm. haven't picked it up yet because I'm I'm afraid of either being really bad at it and not liking it or worse, liking it a lot and losing, you know, <laughs> the rest of my year to that. Yeah, it's, I, I imagine that's got to be uh, just with anything like, I mean, binging movies or shows and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Like when you're an artist and you have debt, an, an artist and, or an illustrator, like your your all's deadlines are a little bit different, you know, mm -hmm. like. Uh, cause I imagine you're, you do like, you know, I'm imagine you do like promo work and stuff and, or not necessarily not promote. That's probably a bad phrase, but like no, yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you take on, you take on gigs, right? <laughs> like you, you, you probably like do art for other people and yeah, yeah. And stuff. like the real, uh, the real game of, of being a full-time illustrator is you're freelancing at any given point. You have no idea what's coming down the pipe. You know, like I will go like uh, months with just being like, okay, well, I'm, I'm kind of scrounging around and maybe I'll open some commissions for some friends or something or like do some like solo work or or what have you and then someone will show up in my inbox and be like hey here's a huge awesome project that you want to work on that and I'm like oh okay yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> that's my summer uh but yeah it's it is funny too because I have never this is the first book I've ever written uh real hero shit and it was so different it was like I'd never because like I because like on one hand I wrote the book in a week it took me a year to draw it you know like it's <laughs> there's no comparison in terms of the time difference like it is a lot easier it, it is a you know I'm so sorry to my writer friends <laughs> it's a lot easier to write a book than it is to draw it yes I However, think everybody knows I think that's pretty <laughs> I don't think anyone's gonna get mad at you for that which but and but that's the thing too is like I would you know I would be writing the book and even after that like grueling week of writing the first draft when I was doing edits 
I was exhausted at the end of the day. It felt like my brain was turning inside out. Like <laughs> I had to like, and those fight, like writing a fight scene is insane. Cause I had to like stand up and be like, okay, so if the one hand goes here, it's going to connect with their right shoulder. But then they have, if they're going to parry here, like I had to like <laughs> choreograph these fight scenes and it's, it's exhausting in a completely different way. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it, it's, comics is grueling. <laughs> comics <laughs> is really hard. Are you, um, do you draw, like, are you digital? Are you or yeah. a little bit of both? You are? Okay. I'm 100% digital. I'm, I'm lucky enough that my dad uh, works with computers and he had a, a very early copy of Photoshop that I was allowed to use in like the seventh grade or something. And then I got really into, um, I don't, I don't know that you're familiar, but the, uh, Oakaki boards, they're like these online draw, they're basically MS paint, but they were like a web browser version of MS paint. And you could draw pictures and then upload them to these like forums. And then people could like comment on your art and like, you know, mm. you know, you get feedback and stuff. And it was a really amazing community. Um, but I got obsessed with that in like late middle school, early high school. Uh, and ever, basically ever since then I've been 100% digital uh it, it's just where i'm most comfortable and i love being able to undo <laughs> <laughs> yeah i saw so oh some some bigger comic artist um on on instagram the other day i think it was uh, this cover artist i like kale new um i anyways somebody long story short but they to to fix a picture uh because it was all inked and and drawn you know and and you mm -hmm. can't you, you know you, like you said you can't undo you can't erase part of it and he like took a piece of paper and redrew the part of it and cut it out and like put it and i didn't i've never seen that done before and i it's was like wild holy shit like it blew my mind i was like yeah. wow if you ever, uh, I don't have any examples off the top of my head, but occasionally you'll see um, there will be uh, like co like comic uh, like gallery shows or comic like in museums and stuff um, from especially like more traditional comic artists like or like from the golden age of comics or you know the sort of uh, the the classics. Um, and seeing the way that some of them treat their pages is so funny because they'll just be like huge blobs of whiteout and just like scrawls <laughs> in the margins. And like, they were not precious with, you know, I feel like in the last, I don't know, couple decades, there's been sort of an emphasis on like uh, having very clean original pages to sell mm -hmm. basically, or to treat as gallery uh, work or like investments. And like back in the day, they were just like, nah, I like, just like, blah, 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 you know, they, they're just, cause they had to get it done and they're yeah. just drawing over it. And then they white it out and then draw it over it again. And then like completely white it out. And I mean, and that's the thing too, it's like, there are plus sides and, and, and negative sides to everything because on one hand I get to undo on the other hand, if my hard drive fails yeah. <laughs> and I haven't backed anything up in a while, it's just gone. Uh, you know, but you know, my traditional friends, I'll see them being like, oops, and posting a picture of their ink bottle over an entire stack of pages, you know, like it's, it's risky. Comics yeah. is, it's, it's risky business. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, fans forget that. I've learned so much from like doing these interviews of like just stuff that, especially marketing and Kickstarters and uh, you know, like as someone who like wants to write a comic one day and you know, like I'm like infatuated with a lot of it, but you don't think of like the stressors that come into it or the accidents that can happen or just, just weird shit that you got to deal. You know, life gets in the way mm -hmm. sometimes with stuff. And so you, you forget all that or uh, what I recently heard um, was uh, the, the terrors of like shipping of like 
package packaging everything and then like mm-hmm. the 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 deep like unsettling fear when you get like a returned package <laughs> and then yeah, you're like oh god brutal. how many are gonna come back so like yeah it's stuff like that you never really think of i like, i am know. thankful every day that i did not self-publish this stuff <laughs> like all all the respect and all the love to people who are self-publishing i think it's amazing and it can be like really really beneficial and really wonderful but i love not having to go to the post office yeah i love not having and like uh, one of the really excellent things uh, that I uh, about real hero shit is we are printing domestically. So at least for domestic orders, we're not going to be. St- I, there are so many books that are stuck in these shipping delays mm-hmm. on either coast, like sitting in a port somewhere just on a ship, stuck for months and months and months with these yeah. crazy shipping delays. So I'm very thankful. Hopefully, fingers crossed, nothing else goes crazy, uh, and we will be able to start shipping out these books uh on time that's awesome yeah i i know that i know you can save a little bit of money sometimes with with shipping and or with uh international printing and shipping which is also weird because like you would think that it would be cheaper to to do all that domestically than to have it shipped. space issue or like mm. you know we don't have a lot of factories stateside okay. uh which i mean and that's kind of a lot of the problem with doing anything domestically versus internationally domestic is just going to be more expensive because there's less space or less you know resources or you just like people have been doing it not as long (laughs) you know like it's it's wild it's it there's so there's so many plates in the air and I really am just in awe that literally anything gets done the more I learn about basically any industry the more I'm like how how does anything work (laughs) how does anything run on time that yeah that is true like how are we not just like sitting like static like unable to do anything because we're like terrified of of like nothing happening or something happening like one of the two it's (laughs) it's it's a terrifying thing to like be a kid and be like oh well the adults all have it figured out they they when i'm older i'll i'll understand all of this stuff and then you become an adult and you're just like either i still don't understand anything or oh my god it's just a bunch of fragile china (laughs) plates being spun constantly that everyone's (laughs) like well i hope nobody breathes on this weird because this is all we got (laughs) right it's like it's like don't move or it's gonna fall over yeah the the eternal the eternal jenga of life yeah it's so i still can't get over that this was like your first i mean you say it's your first book it's the first book you did like all on your lonesome essentially Mm -hmm. you know you know with some help but you know this is your this is your kind of baby um that that was like you know yours like you know all yours and just the crazy success you're having like (laughs) thank you it is gnarly like i i've been watching your kickstarter numbers i'm just like this is uh, on my end like when i hear about a book and know like we're gonna talk and stuff and it's fun like i get into you know, like I'll do like some retweets and some posts and, and in my mind, I'm like, I'm helping. And like, you know, but it, I'm not, I'm not doing much. Like it's super easy to retweet something on Twitter. You know, you don't have to be, you don't yeah. have to be a marketing I mean, strategist to do that. I, I'm, I'm incredibly thankful. I can't, I like, you know, I, I was, <laughs> I remember the night before I like could not sleep the, the night before this Kickstarter was going up. And I was like, you know, like, cause it's like, you know, it's, it's that wild, like, oh God, like, what if we don't even hit goal? And then like two minutes later, I'm like, what if we get a million dollars? There's no, you don't know, you don't know. And so the night before I was like, you know what, let me just like set a number where I'll be like, okay, if we get to this number by the end of the campaign, I will be satisfied. 
And that number was $45,000. And we did hit that tonight. <laughs> so, yeah, I was about to say, last time I looked at it, it was like 49 or 44.95. It was really yeah, close. It's, we're, we are officially 300% funded, which is... Uh. That's so that's so badass. And again, I know I've said this before, you deserve it. Like the Thank book you. is like, oh. look, people listening, like, I really, really hope that you guys give this book a chance. Um, it's, it's fun, like I said, fun, sexy, rock and roll. It's got a little bit of everything. And it's got a ton of heart and a ton of sass. And there's just, it's got a really good message too. You know, I think so, you know, and maybe that message is sometimes you hang out with a bunch of people and they fucking suck. And then you realize <laughs> that maybe they don't suck so bad. <laughs> Yeah. Like it's, it's very much a, a found family, but everyone is kind of an asshole <laughs> except for maybe Hocus. Hocus is like the one pure hearted, like lovable, like cinnamon roll too pure for this world. Uh, the rest of them are total assholes. <laughs> he, I love how he like radiates golden rays too. Just like with literally his... <laughs> like the most wonderful, beautiful angel in the world. And I love, I love the, uh, how you dealt with, uh, gender with mm-hmm. them too, in this, yeah. like, I thought that was really as someone who like, yeah, I'm, I, I'm a, I'm like a cis white guy. Like I try and be open-minded, but I'm never going to get, you know, I'm never going to experience like that or understand it like that because it's, because of, it's just, you know, it's not me right. and, and I can like side with you and, and support you, but it's, I mean, I just, I really appreciate it. I, it. It made a lot of things like make sense in, in a weird, like, and I wasn't expecting that to like learn that much from a scene in a comic book. And I was like, holy yeah. shit. I was like, uh, it's, it's, uh, for, for anyone who hasn't seen it, I think the pages are, are previewed on one of the sites that we've done press with. I can't remember off the top of my head. I'm so sorry. Um, but <laughs> the, the page involves Hocus, who is a non-binary person, uh, uh, explaining the use of EMS pronouns. Uh, so E uses, uh, like E is going to the store. I'm going to go hang out with M. This is, is a hammer, whatever. Like it's, and he breaks it down in this, in this chart for Eugene, who is like, you know, uh, accidentally misgenders him and is like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, what do you, what do you mean? Tell me more. Uh, and I thought, you know, on, on one hand, I was like, I hope this makes sense. <laughs> it's like, I, I w- I'm really interested in neo-pronouns. I'm also a non-binary, non-binary person. I use they, them pronouns. Uh, so it was really important to me to like include some of that in the book. And I was, I, I thought it was like funny to have it be this like sort of slapstick scene. Cause like Hocus pulls out this big, like poster board out of his pocket. And it's like, Hey, like I got this, like, let me, it's like, like pie chart connected to pie chart. Yeah, like, it's, it's like a- this big Venn diagram. And like, and I wanted to like give it a little bit of humor and make it less intimidating and kind of be like, Hey, like, it's not, it, it's, it like, it can be difficult. It can be difficult to like relearn and rewire a lot of your stuff because our society is not built to uh, be accessible to this sort of thing, uh, especially in like a sort of like white cis heteropatriarchal society. Uh, so it's, I wanted to kind of make it, you know, accessible and be like, okay, here's the reference point. So now when I use these words later, you'll understand what I mean. And you can like refer back to it. Uh, and I don't know, I, I'm really glad to hear that it was successful. And I hope that it kind of provides that little like grain of like, oh, okay. I get yeah. It. Well, and like the, you know, the Eugene, the, the devilish asshole of like mm-hmm. him, him being like, no, I'm going to, I, I want to know this. I want to call him the right thing. And, and it just, I was very, it was a very touching yeah, I mean scene. I, I hope that that also because like I, I love to talk about how much of an asshole Eugene is because he is he's is, <laughs> he is, he is a, he is a tremendous privileged dickhead 
but he also has somewhere deep down he has a heart of gold like heart of i, I called it a heart of brass like it's not <laughs> gold maybe but like it's getting there but like he's not a bad guy he's not malicious uh he also does want to bang hocus so like maybe there's an ulterior motive to like you know learning all this stuff but like it's it, it was important to me also to be like okay if if you didn't like eugene up until now hopefully i can prove to you that he's actually a good guy and I think he actually, he wants to bang everybody. I'm pretty he sure. Want to bang everybody. <laughs> he's he's a, a, a horrible little bisexual demon kid. And I like, Oh, <laughs> I love him so much. And like both, both like the, the horniness in, in both uh, his, his way of like being and his way of looking like he's got, he's got horns. He's a horny. He's, got, he's literally he's got, got horns. <laughs> it's, it's a, per, it's a perfect joke. <laughs> it, it was, it is. It, it was. I, and but what I really liked him. Like I just, I very I liked like I said before I really liked all the characters I kind of like I you know I dug like the the broody Michelle and and uh and and I love the backstory that you flushed out um mm-hmm. and which is where some of the darkness and and trauma comes from mm-hmm. and and then you know which you know leads us to the to that church basement and stuff I, don't, I won't give away too much because of course you know i want people to i want people to buy your book and enjoy it yes. and have those same uh pleasures i had of turning the pages but yeah you just you make really great characters thank you like I, and you and you draw the shit out of them too you're too good you're too damn talented like get oh, out of here I'm someone so needs sorry. to put you I'm, in time out this is, this is my burden this is the albatross around right? my neck i'm so talented and, and funny and great uh, but yeah i mean i it was again like i real hero shit was written to be the most self-indulgent story for me personally that I could possibly come up. I was like, how far can I go here? Like what I'm going to put in all of my favorite tropes. I'm going to put in all of my favorite character archetypes. I'm going to have this, like, this is a like, I'm so glad that other people want to read it, but this is a story for me. Like I literally just sat down and was like, what do I want to read? And this was it like real hero shit. Was it that this is, (laughs) I made, I was like, I want to put all of my bullshit into this story (laughs) and hopefully other people will like it, but that's less important to me. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe, maybe that's why like you hit the, you hit the, I always, I hate that phrase, like write what you know, because writing would be really boring if all we all ever did was write what we know. Um, um, Especially because none of us know what it's like to have to perform magic and to be like a demon prince like we don't know these things but you um i really just uh you you just nailed it and it was really fun and and like i said i just there's so much for everybody um which is you have such a great way of including people in your readership and audience and having us like feel attachment in different places. And that just plays in with the narrative too, of like inclusivity and, and, you know, like let people love each other, you know, and it's just, you did that so well. And in, in this shit world where there's so much, especially like on the internet and with comic books of like the shit about politics and, and, and forcing agenda down people's throats, which I don't, I don't agree with. Like I want i want politics in my comics i i want i i want to see culture in comics because it's literature we need mm-hmm. we need culture and literature or it's not that great you know like art reflects life it's how it should be but um i really loved how you did all that you were like no i'm i'm but none of it beat anybody over the head it was naturally in the plot it made sense it it flowed you got to know these characters and so it was just like 
you very much like stuck your middle finger up and you were like, no, you can, <laughs> you can put all this in, a, in an original graphic novel and in a comic book. And it's, it's not, you know, you're, you, you didn't make me feel like I was guilty for being different. Uh, you, you made me like feel like good about myself. And, right. and I mean, like, that's what you want. Like, it was awesome. And, and that's, I mean, like, I think part of the reason why people have, especially in this last, the last two years gotten really into like tabletop RPGs and RPG games and stuff. And like, I think that there's a very powerful tool in playing another character. I mean, that's like why I love tabletop RPGs too. It's like, I love, I love creating characters. I love experiencing these people, but there's also something deeply um, like really, really important about putting yourself in the shoes of somebody completely different than you. And then sitting and thinking about their motivations, thinking about their history, thinking about why they would act the way that they did. You know, even if you kind of go with those like, oh, I'm going to be a big like orc guy and he's you know, a big himbo and he's going to have a big ax and like I'm dumb. <laughs> haha, that's the joke. Eventually you're probably going to get to a point where you have to have an emotional moment and you have to mm -hmm. sit and think, what is this guy going to respond to this emotional moment with? Um, and, you know, I was talking to somebody online recently about like the, about exactly the write what you know thing. And the thing is, it doesn't have to be, it's, it's sort of, I feel like the, the phrase is kind of misinterpreted because it's like, it shouldn't just be a oh, write solely from your own experience because that would make incredibly boring art. It should be, okay, I know people of all races and creeds and genders and sexual identities and 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 all of that and I know them and I love them and they're, they're the people in my life that I care very much about so like that's what I write that's what I know that's what I write I want to write this word like it's not you see these arguments too with this very like Tolkienian medieval fantasy thing where it's like oh elves are white and skinny <laughs> and like that's just the rule and like blah 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 and I hate that because it's like you already have elves what, <laughs> like why can't they just be black like I don't understand like magic exists and you're telling me that like this fantasy character can't be fat like that's <laughs> insane to me uh so it was like it was in, it was like it was a complete like non-issue like it, I don't know like not to toot my own horn but it was just like oh right off the bat I'm like I, this is how I'm gonna draw these people in the book even just like the side characters and the backgrounds of like this, these towns and stuff like they're all gonna look different they're all going to represent the world that I live in. And I think it's, I think it's silly to do anything else. No, you're, you're totally right. And, and also Kendra, just so you know, when you reach $45,000 on Kickstarter, you could toot your own fucking horn all day. Like don't ever, <laughs> don't ever stop. You put in that hard work. Like you, you toot that horn. Uh, and, and you, you should, cause it's just, I, I, I'm glad so many people are going to read this. And so I'm many really people. I really, I can't wait for this book to be out. I like it, really is my baby and as much as i'm saying that it it wasn't for anybody but me it means a lot to <laughs> see people to see even just the potential you know like we've had some page previews and stuff but for the most part the people who are pledging to this book have not seen anything of it and having that faith <laughs> having their faith and having their trust and being like oh yeah i'm gonna spend my real human money on this but like sight unseen is buck wild <laughs> yeah i i'm really into kickstarter i i it happened i got really into it like during quarantine um because mm -hmm. so well so many people were doing like uh some of the a lot of my interviews are, are with kickstarter folk and um and they you know people have kind of said like uh it 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 turns the comic book 
the the campaign becomes like an experience you know it's that you you interact with your fans a lot more and and you have to right because you're doing your own promo work you're you're putting the word out there yourself even if you hire people to help you like a lot of that still falls on your shoulders you have to talk to weirdos like me a few times (laughs) to like you know get to to hype up your stuff and and that that in itself is is a lot of work you know and but it's cool because it um, you know, yes, on, on my show, like we talk about comics, but you know, we, we definitely go on tangents and we talk about video games and life and, you know, whatever. And you get to know these people a lot more than, you know, like than who's writing Spider-Man and Batman. Cause they, they <laughs> you know, they'll do little interviews here and there, but they don't have to like do that kind of hustle unless they really right. want to, you know? It, I mean, that was a big reason, like what, what was so scary to me before this even started, uh, before like the Kickstarter even ran like that the, <laughs> the night before I was like, it is, in, I feel incredibly vulnerable to be publicly putting a dollar amount to something that I is so personal to me. And so like, inc- like I, I, I believe in it so much and I love it so much, but like just not, and like, I'm so thankful that we hit the goal and, and it's been doing great, but like, it was, it's very hard to put yourself out there. And I think there is like sort of an exciting drama to it all, you know, like you get to have, I, I uh, just saw um, the Shades of Fear anthology that just uh, uh, yeah. finished funding and, and hit their goal, but it was becoming very tight in the last like 48 hours of the campaign. They, their whole MO was they're like, our goal is really high because we're paying all of our artists uh, a very high rate uh, so they can have money to live on uh, while they're making this art. Uh, and, but it was so incredible to see so many people. I know like my peers, my friends, a lot of people just like come out in support and like really, really rally behind this book and hitting goal in the 11th hour. And it's just like, it's very exciting and fun to see that. Yeah. It's as a, on a consumer end, it's really cool to watch too, especially that campaign specifically. Cause that, that was like a really fast, like what, $11,000 almost. Like it was just like, I like, cause I was like, I don't know if they're going to make it. Cause it was a very high goal. And it was was hairy there for a second, (laughs) but I'm, I mean, and it was, it was so incredible to see that. And like, I think it also, you know, it, a lot of having had, you know, one whole book also that has also been published uh, in more traditional means, um, so much of that is behind the scenes. And so much of that is just like your audience never sees it or, um, you know, it, 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 it's, it's, you don't get that sort of transparency and even Kickstarter, there's so much going on behind, like, you know, again, I think some people that I've been telling about the Kickstarter were like, Oh, congrats. You hit goal. Like good luck on the book. And I was like, the book's already done. Like, I, <laughs> <laughs> like it, it would have been really bad if I had done all this work and it didn't come out like it, that would have sucked. Uh, but it's, you know, it, it's interesting to see, to have this sort of like one-on-one with your customers and with your and customers is a very cynical way of looking at it your 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 readership and your your base and your <laughs> the people who are interested in this book uh, I also like have just recently um my 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 geriatric self has gotten on TikTok and I've been posting about my book uh and it's actually been getting a bit of traction and I've been like talking with people who might not have any idea who I am or like don't follow me on Twitter don't follow me anywhere else and it's that's been very exciting because I've been like oh this is great so now I'm connecting with these new people who had never heard of it before who are looking to get into comics and then I can like recommend them new comic books like by my friends <laughs> you know like it's very exciting to like start building that circle 
people out in a completely different direction too. Um, and it's, I don't know, it's, it's been, it's been wild and I can't believe that there's still going to be a, a full week of this. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a, I'm sure it's been like a fast and fast and crazy week for you. Yeah. But it's, is it still like, is it still like, do you still got like the weird jitters? Like since you're, I mean, cause it's, it's funded. And it, then is funded. Some. it is funded. Uh, well, it's, I think, I think it's like a, a combination of, of not quite jitters anymore, just kind of like residual shock. <laughs> and, uh, and we're, we're still, we're gunning for some stretch goals. We hit our second or our first stretch goal uh, yesterday, I think uh, yesterday, the night before. Um, and we are halfway to our second stretch goal. We are putting out um, illustr uh, uh, an illustration like print set of the chapter illustrations in the book mm -hmm. Um that was the first stretch goal. And then we're also uh, planning to release uh, enamel pins of all of the characters. Yeah, the I, saw the, I saw the pins. I really like this. Yeah. So those are going to be released at every 10 K uh, post the first goal. So, uh, so far we're halfway to the first one, but we still have a whole week. So who knows, <laughs> maybe we'll get 40,000 more dollars in the next week. Ugh. I mean, it's, it's not stopping. So <sighs> it's, keeps, no, and it's you have like a pretty, up. you have a pretty healthy following like already, you know, like, you, you... So, yeah, I haven't scared them away yet. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you think that do you think that helped or because or, I know there's yeah. there's a lot of people that buy comics, you know, like they're set in stone. Like a lot of people are like, I don't know about Kickstarter, even though people like me and, and a lot of great creators are putting out great work on Kickstarter. And they're still like, no, I want to go to a comic shop and, and buy my stuff or order from Amazon or, or whatever. But yeah, I mean, I so mean, but you you have like I mean, you're you're kind of a rock star. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I think that I am I'm incredibly lucky in. I have been, so I've been online for a long time and I've been involved in like fandom spaces for a while. And I think that that really helped me get my foot in the door with a lot okay. of this. Um, uh, like I, I don't, I, I, it still kind of blows my, like, it's something that I don't think I have a full grasp on, uh, but it's, I'm very thankful for it. I'm very thankful that people uh, are interested in, in supporting my work and, and following my stuff. And especially now where my, before the, this Kickstarter, my Twitter is mostly like dumb jokes. Like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know what people are following me for anymore. Uh, I'm very happy that they're supporting. Um, but yeah, it's, it, it, I think it really helps. And I think um, it is there it by it is no small feat to get and maintain an engaged fan base uh, and I'm hesitant to say a word like fan base because it's again sounds very cynical uh, but it's it's really hard work and you know I, I it's a, a, sort of a, a difficult thing because I've had people ask like oh well like how do you how do you do that how do you go viral and I was like I don't know what to tell you you be online for 10 years and make a bunch of stupid <laughs> jokes like good luck like <laughs> a lot of it's luck a lot of it's just luck That's and true. you know talking to people and being nice and uh, hoping that you aren't being a dickhead or something. I don't know. You know, it's funny how that works when you're nice to people, people, people underrated. follow you and, and hang out, right? An, like un, an underrated skill is just being normal and being nice. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree. I, my, my big deal is it's so like, I, I have nowhere, you know, like I'm, my following is bigger than it's ever been and, and growing because of the, the podcast and, and my blog and stuff. But I won't even, if I don't like a comic book, I won't review it. Like yeah. I have no idea. I'm, I make the joke a lot that like even a bad comic book is someone's baby and I don't want to yeah. shit on anyone's baby. Right. Like right. that's rude. That's just rude. <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 but so see, it's so easy to like, 
gain temporary traction through negativity. Sure. And, and I think that like, like you just mentioned, like being nice to people, you know, making people feel good, making people laugh, dis- distracting people from, you know, the, the monotonous day-to-day <laughs> parts of yeah. modern life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that's a lot of it too, is, you know, the thing is too, is like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of people who are like seeking broader success or seeking, I don't know, like fame or something online, they seek out people to like that, that are on like a higher rung specifically to gain traction. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, it's, it's, and like people can, like people can smell that a mile away. I don't know. Like I've noticed when people act that way to me and I'm like, ostensibly who the fuck, like I'm a niche micro celebrity, if, <laughs> if that, uh, so it's what like, a phrase. Wow. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I got that one from TikTok too. Uh, but, <laughs> it, but it's like, I, I don't know, like it means so much more to me as a person to be like, oh, I really like this person's work. I'm going to express my appreciation, maybe like uh, like their stuff, retweet their shit. And maybe if we're at a party or something together, I'll introduce myself. But like, you can't force that stuff. Like if, yeah. if, if it, you gotta just like, you gotta just let it hang. And I don't know, like be, be regular, be regular online. <laughs> <laughs> Which is for some reason, just really, really fucking hard for some people. <laughs> I get it. Like, I mean, I say be regular and I... Like I'm, I I feel like I'm on freak mode constantly, but you know, it's, there's a difference between being freak mode when it's coming from within and being freak mode at somebody. Yes. Yes. That's, that's like, you can, you can be the weirdo, but you you don't want to weird people out. Right. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. If you're making people uncomfortable, you got to dial it back. Yeah. And, and it's funny that some people just don't get that. I, I worked in a bar for a while. So like I was a bouncer and, and, a, and a bar back and was sort of a bartender. And, and so, you know, I got used to like making people laugh and stuff with, and cause I wanted money. I wanted their money. Right. Like, it was like, I'm going to be nice to you. I'm going to make you laugh. I'm going to, you're going to have fun while you're here. Cause I want you to stay. I want you to buy drinks. And I think that kind of helped me like now with uh, just like, you know, I'm not the most, I'm home a lot. I work from home and, but uh, I mean, luckily, like I haven't had like any awkward interviews yet where mm-hmm. I keep, I keep working. That's Radio in the back silence. of my mind. Yeah. I'm always like, I'm always like, it's going to happen. Like there's, yeah. I'm going to like, either like I'm going to run out of shit to say, which is unlikely because I'm an overshare and don't know how to <laughs> shut up. Um, but I've like, I've been extremely lucky with, with my interviews uh, where they've been very natural and fun. And, and that's kind of scary, right? In the field we're in. Cause writers and artists it's it's a very like very reclusive and weird yeah but that's the thing i think that uh working in the service industry absolutely helps like shave off that like veneer of like oh i can just talk to people yeah (laughs) you know it it really helps to just be like hey i can just keep the conversation going it doesn't have to be anything huge but like you know it I, I got, that's something that I, I don't necessarily miss about the before times is, uh, the, the <laughs> thinking about the convention experience of like, <laughs> oh boy, I don't know how to stop this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> like I gotta go. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> 
yeah because you're like at your table there's like yeah there's nowhere to go some people just want to and like and that's the thing it's like i i can't i'm, I'm not going to blame somebody because some people just want to talk some people are just a little lonely that's okay but yeah. also i'm here to work <laughs> <laughs> yeah you're like 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 i got there's people in line like i need mm-hmm. I, I got books to sign books to sell yeah. i don't i don't want to bring these 40 trades back on the plane with me yeah. right like yeah <laughs> it's you know it, it's i think that it, everyone can learn to uh i don't know find that sweet spot of like i'm engaging with somebody i'm having a good time and now i'm recognizing that it is my time to leave yeah yeah uh social social cues or they should teach more of that in like <laughs> college or something like we you know like of all the jobs we've all had like you know through our careers before we like you know like all those stupid training videos and stuff like the real skills of like knowing when someone's done talking to you is mm-hmm. like they should really come out with a way to like teach more people that because yeah, it's, this it's person hard. Is very stiff they keep looking at their phone or at their watch they keep saying, see, i wow. can't do that i'm like uh, like the the catholic guilt that i like don't want to believe in but it's still like very much a part of my life like you know any anytime i'm on a date or in a meeting or anything like i always put my phone away my phone's always on silent anyway because i don't like that stuff making noise it aggravates mm-hmm. me um but it's just like I, I i i could never be like that like i would have to find a different cue of like looking at my watch or looking at mm-hmm. my phone because it's just like oh no i'm being rude and then i feel guilty even though like it's not my fault like <laughs> yeah a really good one is uh well i i won't take up any more of your time <laughs> <laughs> yeah i you know i've taken up enough i you know what i i you know i couldn't i couldn't possibly thank you so much and then you bail <laughs> I've, I've had to do that on a couple interviews and not, I, I was actually having fun, like talking to people, but my first interview, we talked for like three and a half hours oh and it was God. awesome. But then I was like, I have to listen to all this again. And then edit, I edit this. <laughs> and it was like, it was like shit, man. And so like a couple of times, like I've been like, and you know, I, I work like a later hour and, you know, with time zones and stuff like every now and then I'll be like, well, I know it's late. And there's been a couple of times where like, I know the creator was like, Oh, I thought we were vibing. And I was like, oh, shit, sorry. Oh, sorry. Like, I, didn't, I didn't mean to. I just like, yeah. I don't want to listen to me talk for two and a half hours. <laughs> that's okay. You're the boss. You're allowed. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that, that's like the, the weirdness of zoom that I haven't come. That's why I like to do the video part too. Mm-hmm. Cause I can usually tell like, like you don't appear to look like I've been annoying you for the last hour, which is good. Like, um, so sharpening I, I, a knife on my screen. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> like, just like, Oh God, just completely out of frame. Yeah. Uh, no, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's interesting to kind of re, I don't know, recalibrate the way that we do. I mean, promo and, and talking with people and, and all sorts of this kind of thing. It's, it's, it's kind of nice because I'm like, I don't have to leave the house. So this is great. Right. Uh, which I yeah. guess I wouldn't really do for a, a podcast anyway, but you know, <laughs> I should start doing that. Like make people go to like a cool place. Like I want you to go to a coffee shop and we're going to talk. <laughs> Pretend I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we have like the green screens though. Like my Mac is, I have a, I'm, I'm still, I'm using a Mac from 2013 and it's like hanging on for bare life. But... <laughs> I literally same. I cannot use the, the fancy green screen backgrounds because my machine is so old. It's right. Like, it I don't does, know what it's like, doing. no, I don't want to. Sorry. Like, okay. Well, I just wanted to hang out with the cool kids and put like a big poster of Carly Rae Jepsen behind me or whatever, but that's fine, I guess. <laughs> Which is also funny because like our phones can do it. Like you can like do like the Instagram filter and like yeah. move move your body around like but anywhere. The, the, it's like 
not the iMac, not this big, yeah. powerful machine. <laughs> yeah, we paid like two thousand dollars for yeah. for the Apple Signal many years ago, and now it's now it's just like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna do what I can for. Like, as you're long lucky as I you're can. getting a webcam at all at this point, right? <laughs> okay fair point i need to upgrade my computer all right yeah well i mean you got that kickstarter money coming (laughs) i know a lot of that goes to like print that the one i think that i don't think people realize uh with these is when that when you get tons of backers like this and the money starts building up you know a lot of that's going to go it's not all mine yeah yeah i feel like i i don't want to (laughs) like I haven't had anybody like, we'll see if it continues to, to, if the number continues to go up, uh, I might have to talk to some people, but so far I, people have been very chill about it, but I anticipate at some point somebody's going to be like, Oh, so you're rich now. And I'm like, you know, this is for printing a book. It's not all just like my profit. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like this will be a modest sum of money that I will then need to live on for probably six months. So yeah. don't get too excited. <laughs> and then probably also in like, you, you know, use that for your, neck well i guess you're you're you live in a different world because like you you're the artist so you pay yourself right but like you just mm-hmm. said like you got to live on that money and yeah make well, it and that's that. the thing too uh my like you know part of that kickstarter pie is going to like my uh my my uh flatter like my color flatter and the uh, part of it is going to the promo guy that we have you know it's like it's it's being it's being sliced up you know like i thankfully don't have to like my only costs are like my rent and like my electricity and my food. Uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's a business. I'm so gonna you, are, to... you are, you are a human. You need yes. food and electricity. Cause you're <laughs> early. You're, you're like, you know, I didn't really know what I was doing. I kind of wrote this fun book that was cool to me. And now it's like a, now it's a like, massive and now I have rolling... to do my taxes. <laughs> like <laughs> that is, Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I heard about that the other day too, which I, I don't know why I never clicked, but like, I know like once when you make over a certain amount, you have to like you do a Kickstarter tax form and stuff. And oh God, I'm not. God, government's even, always got to get their piece, uh, right? <laughs> freelance taxes are so awful already. It's it's an absolute nightmare. It's fine. I love it. I love what I do. I love not having a boss. Like, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, but yeah, even then, like you, like real life still comes for you, you know, like it's you, we have these like great uh, notions in our head of like how great the other side of life is like, oh, to be a creative and, and to live like that. And, and to, you know, and of course it's amazing. And, and that's like, I'm, I'm happy you're able to do that. Cause you are, you know, as again, like start not to like feed the ego, but you're a very talented <laughs> individual and Thank you seem you. like a, you seem like a really good person. So like Aww. all power to you. I think you deserve the success that you're you know you're i i you know like you like when you put a message out there to the world like like you are and and some of the things you've said on the podcast tonight i just you know i'm i'm glad that you're this i'm glad good things are happening to you, <laughs> it's i'm glad that this money is is uh going into my gay little pockets and not like <laughs> jeff bezos too or whatever <laughs> yeah he's got enough yeah he's got enough like let let other people go to space. Exactly. Let, <laughs> let, can, can, let, give me a rocket ship, except the rocket ship is money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would. I would rather do that than yeah. I would see if, if my luck. If I ever got to go into space, like I don't have the best of luck. So like I would be like everybody has like this great space experience, right? And then Blake Morgan would get to go, and then we'd be like, oh, we can't re-enter the atmosphere because our because <laughs> our flare shield went out or there's a solar ray or yeah you know i'd be I like I well just, shit i would just puke in my helmet immediately i think that would be my <laughs> and did they get a helmet i don't know 
a puke and zero G and it'd be a yeah. thing. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully they get a helmet. Like if you're all that money, you should get a damn helmet. Yeah. You, should, you should get a whole giddy bag. You get to keep <laughs> like the suit, you know, like a gift, a gift basket, a space basket. <laughs> yeah. You get those astronaut ice cream bars. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember those like from like the NASA museums and stuff mm-hmm. as a kid, like buying the astronaut food. And it was like, that's Real- the coolest thing ever. And then realizing as an adult that it's like, wait, it's so that those astronaut ice creams are like so crumbly and so like dusty there's no way you could eat that in space because it would just get in all of the gears and things (laughs) they're eating like paste for a reason yeah everything's in like a toothpaste too yeah or at least in the movies right and and that's uh, that means it's real (laughs) just just dusty ice cream up there just just toothpaste food and tang that's all they eat up there that's all astronaut training is right it's just like yeah. you, you prepare for zero gravity and to eat like weird dog shit food fish, for like, like six months fish paste in a tube or that's why they're all so fit they work out and never eat yeah you're just you're just in zero g doing like pull-ups or whatever speaking of space and going back to to mass effect yes the whole time i was reading this your uh real hero shit like i i know you've probably got like more projects in line but it you with your love for rpgs like it would be you should write like a riff on mass effect and like <laughs> just like this like just real hero shit in space uh basically I, like i mean i've got that's the thing also like real hero shit was the book is sort of a standalone book because i didn't know if i was ever going to be able to write more books and nothing is promised yet but i'm hoping with the success of the campaign we'll do more books because i have like three or four more books worth of like stuff percolating in my brain nice um, same but, world or like di- like in characters yeah, same, or just a continuation okay. of the same story same characters uh it gets you know there's a lot more shit i there was there's a lot of sort of allusions to past stuff in this Mm -hmm. book there's a lot of uh things that go unsaid um there's a lot more drama down the line uh so we'll see uh i'm I'm very hopeful to do more of real hero shit but we'll see about space space is like i admittedly have never been a i mean i love star like i love star wars and everything but i've never been a huge space person uh and also i think i'm a i the idea of designing spaceships is very intimidating to me <laughs> oh really yeah it's, that's that's I, a different I, world yeah. i did i did have like a, a short story kicking around in my head that was set in space but i'm like i think that i think the 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 gambit will be can i just draw a dumb little spaceship and just have it be in universe and have no explanation for it and be like yeah it looks like a little like a like a cartoon rocket ship because it just does don't worry about it <laughs> well i mean look at look at futurama and then look at saga saga had a fucking tree like yeah. their, their spaceship was a tree and just a, everybody just loves out. saga like if you don't love saga the internet will get mad at you <laughs> like- <laughs> yeah i mean i think that's that's the, the my favorite uh sort of lesson in in comics and stuff is um, if you don't have somebody telling you, you have to do something, just find a way to do it on your own in a way that makes sense to you. Like in, uh, <laughs> real hero shit famously does not have horses because I did not want to draw horses. They're very <laughs> hard to draw. So horses primary, and cars, right? Is that, is that yeah, true? Horses, like- it's horses or cars and I don't want to draw either. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, okay, well, horses aren't really in the book and it doesn't really factor into this book, but it will factor into future books. But, uh, the primary beast of burden and like, um, animal that they use 
for like transport stuff is our giant goats. They're giant long haired goats called pacas. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, okay, I can draw a goat. I don't want to draw a horse though. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, fun. I mean, and again, this is me not as an artist though, but it's like, it's a, it's like a hooved four legged beast, Close right? Enough, <laughs> you know, like, come because on. They, they don't have that like majestic demeanor though. Like yeah. goats are adorable and they're interesting, but they eat garbage or like yeah. the, the ones that faint, you know, they're not like these big, like luxurious animals that walk around you know, like they own the place. I, I just, well, We'll see we'll see in the future if that changes but frankly i was like i i sat down and i was just like i don't want to draw horses so i just decided not to and nobody told me i had to so <laughs> jokes on them who is uh what was your favorite like what what's one of your favorite things to draw like in 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 real hero shit or just in general like what what just makes you like really happy and don't um i love drawing elves <laughs> that's i mean that was like a, a big motivator is that i just i love I love drawing like like really huge elf ears. I just think are really great and like having, especially when they have all sorts of like articulation and like are emotionally, you know, telegraphing uh, the 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 elf's uh, emotions or whatever. Um, for a while, I had this sort of, I guess, a series. I was really, I was having a lot of fun drawing what I called dirtbag elves, which were just like these like hot elf chicks, but they were like drinking White Claw or like jeweling <laughs> or like had like, they're wearing like crop tops and like, you know, jorts and stuff. So it was just like, I, I just wanted to draw like cute modern fashion stuff, but also like they just happened to be elves. Um, so that's really fun. I, I love that concept. And that, you know, it plays into the same thing where I'm just like, I just think it's funny to like oh it's a this is an elf but she's drinking a white claw <laughs> that's amazing like uh, yet, yet again proof that white claws fix everything it's true like every, everybody wants to talk shit on them man but it they taste it, great like, there's nothing yeah, wrong with them they're delicious, delicious and supposedly beverage. sort of health, healthy for you is as healthy as like alcohol can be i guess sure, I yeah I there's, it's fruit flavored that's practically juice yeah <laughs> It's the nectar of the gods. Yeah. I just, basically anything that would make J.R.R. Tolkien, like, make his brain splatter out the back of his skull, like, that's what I want to draw. Like, <laughs> just, just like, elves doing dumb shit, like, whatever. Like, it's, that's my favorite shit. That's awesome. Did you do the the pinups, the 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 chapter breaks? Did yes. did you draw those? Yes. Okay. I I was pretty sure you did because I couldn't find an accreditation, but the the style was so different. Like it was. I had a, a lot more time to draw those. Okay. <laughs> so it was it was just basic. I drew those last after I'd finished the whole book because it was something that I wasn't sure I would be able to include. Mm. Um, but yeah, the, all the chapter break illustrations and like the little like cartoony drawings on the uh, opposite pages as well. Um, yeah, it was just, uh, it, comics are weird because you have to draw basically anywhere from one to like nine finished illustrations in a page. And they also have to be very small and they also, you have to do them incredibly fast. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> it was nice to take the, the chapter illustrations to be like, I actually got to sit down and like really plan them out and like okay. sit with them and spend like a whole day drawing this single, you know, image, which was really fun. Um, I just like I loved that kind of like the, it's such a to me anyway it's such like a classic manga thing like I remember reading like Sailor Moon or Paradise Kiss or like all of these like I've got like piles of manga just out of frame here um, but because they were usually serialized comics they had um, sort of like chapter illustrations or chapter break color you know things 
And the artists would just clearly be having such a great time drawing all of their characters. And they would usually be drawing like them in like, like high fashion outfits or like, just like cute, like, oh, it's, they're all holding a watermelon or like whatever. And it was just like, it's just such a sweet thing to like see these characters doing something completely outside of canon. Um, and I want, I really wanted to do that. And I'm lucky that <laughs> my uh, editor and my publisher was like, sure, whatever. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, they look great. If anyone told you not to do that, you should fire them because they're, they're mean, beautiful images. I, um, I really, I, I was really excited about him. Yeah. And I think it's, I'm, I'm glad you made him uh, Prince too. Like I, that's one of the favorite things I love about Kickstarter. So, but I'm a weirdo, right? So like I have this, I have this gallon water jug I recently mm -hmm. bought and I like it. I love having um, all this hydration all the time, but it also like, I'm really self-conscious of like drinking out of it during interviews. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, God, they're thinking I'm weird. I mean, um, I've been, I've been chugging water all day. So you're, <laughs> you're fully allowed, but like uh, everybody's, my sister's like, Oh, you're going to put stickers on it. And I was like, but I was like, you put water in it. Like, what if the stickers get wet? And then, and then people were like, well, you just put more stickers on it. But I have all these like really cool Kickstarter stickers. And I, I keep like, I'm saving them for a special mm -hmm. occasion. And it's like, I'm scared to use stickers. And I have all these prints and bookmarks and, and I love having them, but it's, I mean, realistically, like I'm not, I can't buy like a hundred frames to put all these. Yeah. Prints. It's, but I like having them. I like knowing they're there. Yeah. It, it's, it's definitely, it's sort of this albatross that you get not to use this albatross metaphor twice in one interview, but, uh, it's, <laughs> I have so many stacks of prints where I'm just like, I'm gonna frame them someday, but then I will also have to find a place on my wall for them. Right. Um, but I was really excited to have these prints because I thought that they were really nice as standalone illustrations. And I thought that it, like, um, Iron Circus generally doesn't do a whole lot of like stretch goal type things. Hmm. Um, so I had to really push for having both the enamel pins and the uh, prints be available um, because they just, you know, it just makes things more complicated. You have to fabricate this stuff. You have to add to shipping costs and things. Um, but I, I don't know. I like, I like stuff. I like stuff. I like yeah. merchandise. It, you know, I, as much as I don't miss a lot about cons, I do miss like having physical, like I love going to people's tables and ha getting these physical objects and like, really like, Oh, I remember that. Or like, Oh, this is so cool. These are these characters that I love or like, Oh, this is so useful. Like I, I love having that sort of tangibility. Yeah. I do, I do too. I'm so I'm that guy who, so I totally have revamped like the way I'm buying comics. Now you can see behind me, I like the hardcovers and trades mm -hmm. and stuff, but I have really adjusted my monthly pull list to make it so where I can back more Kickstarter campaigns. Very then cool. to back more Kickstarter campaigns, I started backing digitally. Right. So I was like, Oh, I'll do digital. So I can get like do more campaigns and you know, then, and I'm running out of room, but also like, I'm now that guy who's, uh, when people start posting like the pictures of the, like the mail, when they get the mail and the real comics, I'm like messaging the creators and I'm like, do you have any extra? Cause I'm, <laughs> can I like buy it now? And, and so, and I don't mind, but it's, it's like, man, I'm, I'm buying Kickstarters twice because <laughs> yeah. a lot of times you get the digital for free. And then I'm like, no, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for it later. But it's yeah, I, I need to get like an e-reader or something to like have <laughs> a place for all of these uh, e-books to live. Cause they just get lost on my computer for yes. me personally. Like I'm, I'm not going to sit like at my desktop to read a book necessarily. 
so, but maybe if I get like a Kindle or something, I can import them in or something. It won't help. It won't help. I have a, um, (laughs) I I have a, so like, you know, most of my review copies come digitally and it's, it's like, so I do, I'm by myself. I've, I just got uh, my friend, Andy, who's like helping me write some reviews every now and then, but like, so, I mean, like I'm editing the podcast solo. I I get like 30 to 40 or more review copies a week. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't read them all, you know, and I, but I, I try and, and do what I can. Uh, but yeah, my tablet is a clusterfuck. Yeah. And, and that's what sucks about digital Kickstarter stuff is I will forget, I'll forget it. Um, and then, or I'll forget to download it. So even sometimes, cause that's the one thing I don't like about Kickstarter is my email inbox is one quarter Kickstarter notifications. Mm-hmm. It's so just how are you like, going to search for anything? Yeah, it's crazy. Which I get, and I, I mean, I could probably turn them off and then let the app do it, but then I'm worried about missing something. Right. So it's right. just like, it's just, it's crazy. It's, you know, it's, but I love it. It, it would be cool if there was some sort of like digital library situation where you could like import them off, like anything you backed on Kickstarter would automatically go or something. I don't know. Maybe oh, Kickstarter is listening. Yeah. Know, uh, that would be a good idea. Like, like a cloud, <laughs> like a, like a personal account. Cloud. Yeah. Like some sort of like collect. Cause I know that, um, what is it? Itch.io or Gumroad or something. Mm-hmm. Um, another one of these sort of like uh, digital uh, publication book zine type uh, sites. Well, I think that they, I don't know if they do it indefinitely, but they do like, you can go into your account and see all of the stuff that you've bought. Um, so it would be nice if there was something like that, but it would probably be incredibly complicated on Kickstarter's end. I was about to say like comiXology does it right. Like, so, I mm-hmm. mean, anything you buy on there, like stays in the cloud, but I mean, that's owned by dirty Amazon and they have all, they have, yeah, they, they got, have more they money than Amazon God, money. right? <laughs> yeah. They got Amazon money to spend on, on their cloud. So yeah, it's, it's like, we, we send our owner into space and we have great cloud storage. Like yeah. it's, <laughs> but it, like I, that would be a really cool idea. And, and it would help. I mean, it would probably help the creators too. Like you just upload, the PDF when it's ready and it automatically goes out to all your backers. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a really good idea. I wonder if I know like backer kit does some stuff with fulfillment, but I don't, I just don't know. And I'm, I'm very thankful for uh, iron circus to be doing all of the dirty work for me because I have <laughs> no idea how any of this works. Yeah. I don't either. I just, I just put my email and credit card number in and then I'm and like, hope, oh, okay, hope something happens. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny uh so what um do you think if um like would you do kickstarter again or i mean yeah i mean i especially if it's with iron circus because they do amazing work uh not to you know circle back around but i it's something that i've like I've, i've had a bunch of friends run like personal kickstarters um, I am allergic to fulfillment. I really like, I'm just not just, dis- I'm too disorganized. I have no space in my apartment. Like there's just, there's just no way. Um, so I commend all of the people who do all the, all the work themselves, but yeah, I mean, Kickstarter has been great. I think it's at least uh, this one for proof of concept so far going swimmingly, like <laughs> I can't complain. Uh, so I really hope, especially if I get to do more real hero shit, I would be happy to just continue to do it through Kickstarter, especially because we're going to have this built-in list of people who are already interested in uh, the first book. And we can just yeah. go, Hey, hello. Do you want book two? Okay, here you go. <laughs> yeah. I've noticed that that's, that's hell on my pocketbook. So there's two things that I really <laughs> love about Kickstarter but like hurts me as like a person who is bad with money. Mm-hmm. Um, one is this, the, the new Kickstarter solidarity, which I think is a beautiful thing. And I, I love the positivity of Kickstarter and how 
there's not like it's not like a competition everybody's there like they everybody wants you know the campaigns to succeed right um but that that new deal of like when they send out the updates and it's like oh here's five campaigns that i think are cool and i'm like no like Damn i'm back all you know and, and i'm like oh they do look really cool you and, figured me out yeah Damn. i know and uh, th- yeah, so there's there's that. And then just the pay structure of where it's like, oh, yeah, I'll pay later. And it's like, oh, I'm going to back this. I'm going to back this. I'm going to back this. My paychecks come at the 15th and the 30th or 31st of the month. Right. So and that's when like Kickstarter campaigns start and end. Yeah. So like so many times it's like like the 15th of the month comes and it's like, oh, it's student loan bill time. And it's fucking like oh, $250 to Kickstarter time. <laughs> and and again, like, I feel like my money's going to a good place and I love it. But yeah, it's just like, sometimes I wish you could prepay, you know, yeah. and then just like even refund me. Like, I know, like it may, maybe it won't happen, but like, let me prepay and, and then just, just throw that back in my PayPal account. <laughs> Does it happen? Right. Yeah, but I also I mean, get like that's a pain in the ass for them. Well, and it's like it's it's sort of this blessing and this curse because it's like, wow, all of these cool independent people who I maybe never would have found otherwise. And now I get to support them and I get to like, you know, really be the, and you like you really feel like you're like, yeah, I'm help, mm-hmm. like I'm directly helping, and that's just really cool. Um but the problem is there's always more people. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's always right? more projects that you want to support. Uh, well, and they just, I just got an email that they like have a whole new category on Kickstarter for like magic stuff, which is like tarot and crystals and all of this. And I'm just like, oh God damn it. Oh no, <laughs> shit. Fuck no. <laughs> I'm the same with, uh, they, they do a lot of coffee stuff. Like mm-hmm. really. So I got, I'm pretty, into, I love coffee and I have a nice little espresso bar and, and uh, <laughs> like they, they have all these like really awesome, like uh, new uh, grinders and stuff like that. And I'm always like, Ooh, this looks cool and i like go to click on it and, it, and coffee stuff so expensive especially yeah. especially coffee grinders but i mean we're talking like a hand crank coffee grinder and they're like if you did it now it's 189.99 and i'm oh, like no nope, well, nope sorry I'm, I'm basically losing money if i don't do the early birds but yeah yeah oh the oh the early bird is evil trickery oh my god <laughs> i love it like it helps but it's like that, i gotta do it that was that was a, a big one this was one of i think one of if not the first kickstarter that iron circus did where instead of having the early bird special for the first 100 backers it was all backers in the first hour of the campaign and like i said we hit our goal in the first hour oh, so wow. i really hope that my publisher doesn't regret doing that <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling that your publisher regrets nothing. I oh, I, hope I so. feel like I feel like they're pretty. They, I, I would be super stoked if, if like if this was on my if this had my label's name on it. I'd be like, yep. Like I'm 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 just I'm here I'm here to serve all of the dumb and gay stuff to, <laughs> to the world to the people. <laughs> they want it. They're clamoring for it. Uh, apparently, listen. It's it's a niche market, and I'm ex- I'm so happy to fill it. <laughs> i'm i'm happy too like it like i said it it uh i was really glad that your your promo people reached out to me um it also made me feel really cool i was like oh <laughs> shit like like because uh, i get re- I, I get the super fan people like send me review copies for a few mm-hmm. publishers and they were i you know I, I almost missed it so i got i was really sick i thought i had covid um but i had a really gnarly sinus infection for oh, a couple boy. weeks and I wasn't, I was, I, Blake's buzz was not on my mind. Like I had really bad headaches and 
um just like i was like i was sucked i was dying i was like a yeah. gross mess and so i almost missed that when they sent me that email i kind of like i kind of was like like glancing emails and almost missed it and then like luckily like you were so cool about it and they were but i i, I was like i was like oh i would really love to do this and i was like i'm sorry <laughs> and then you know like and then they reached out to you and you were like yeah let's do it on friday and i was like oh sweet but i mean yeah this <laughs> it was this almost didn't happen and i've had a blast talking to you yeah, so i'm like i'm really great. glad I'm, I'm i'm happy to just shoot the breeze <laughs> i i try to i'm like i'm pretty good at like kissing just enough ass but not too much so I like you know like I'm like hey you're really great creative and your book's awesome and then and then you know that I find that like um you know telling you that you're doing great work and 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 a gift to the comic book community which I'm not lying I'm just telling you that uh but you know once once you get over that hill they're usually like okay Blake's Blake's all right guy I'll talk to (laughs) listen uh, comics creators are tender little weirdos and (laughs) desperately need positive reinforcement <laughs> that's what uh i because it, it still shocks me so i'm i've been doing this just over not quite three months yet the podcast um and i was doing the blog before that but it like really freaks me out that sometimes i'll read a comic book and really like it and then i'll be like hey do you want to talk about it and then it freaks me even it freaks me out even more when people come to me and like and now i've got like i do a lot of i do a lot of work with kickstarter campaigns and and now it's like I'm my podcast is booked out like almost all the way through November. Congratulations. It's nuts. Like I have no <laughs> idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I, just, I mean that's the, the that's the secret. That's my secret cap. Like nobody knows what they're doing. So as yeah. long as you're like vaguely organized about it, like people will be like, <laughs> "Yeah, okay, sounds great." <laughs> I just had to, uh, so I'm 36 years old. I just had to start using like Google Calendar cuz I was getting too many requests and and I was like almost like forgetting when I had like interviews and stuff set up. That's and... an accomplishment. <laughs> yeah, right. It's also yeah, I'm I'm really resistant to like calendars and planners and stuff uh and this I, it was one of those things where I'm like I was kind of been keeping a planner and then like this past two weeks I'm like okay all right I can't keep track of it I got it I gotta start (laughs) writing and I'm like oh this is so much easier I should have been doing this the whole time yeah right it's it's I was kind of aggravated with myself I was like wow this makes life a lot easier oh everyone was right everyone was right when they told me to use a planner that's what sucks when everyone else is right I hate those realizations like or like when you ignore a, a show that pe- like a million people like recommend like, you. Oh, and then, I love this. Yeah. And then really? you finally watch it and you're like, oh, those bastards. Of course. <laughs> How dare you know what I would like? The weird, the weird things we get offended yeah. and pissy about. But yeah, that's um, yeah. So I, I bought a Trapper Keeper. <laughs> nice. Walmart. All part of it was for nostalgia, and then part of it was like just to kind of take notes and stuff. And and then yeah, I started using Google Calendar, and that made life a little easier. And uh, I was like watching like YouTube videos about how to like effectively use Google Calendar. And then I was like, dude, you're you're getting too far into this. Like <laughs> you're, you're going down like the corporate the or the corporate organization rabbit hole like we got to keep it a little loosey-goosey because like i like i part of my success is not uh, not knowing what i'm doing half the time i mean that's (laughs) that keeps things you know it keeps things fresh it keeps things honest keeps you on your toes my friends always ask me so like my friends don't really read comics but they like the podcast and they they, i have good friends you know so they like support this they like to listen tell me about it friends yeah right it's it's nice to have them around sometimes I cook really good food. So like I make them dinner and they listen to my podcast. Perfect. Um, but they're, they're always like, Oh, like, 
what um what are you going to talk to him about and i'm always like i don't know like i was like <laughs> i read i read the book like i you know i'm ready to talk about the book and and stuff i liked about it and what the creative has going on but like i mean i really like to just kind of go where the conversation goes uh like yeah. i said luckily i don't know how to shut up so like <laughs> i don't have like a dead air problem usually but I don't, I definitely am not one that's like, I'm going to write out 10 questions and, right. and like, you know, like, I just want to have a conversation. It's not fun to listen to either. You know? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think that would be that natural. Great. Yeah, exactly. Which supposedly I, that's what I, I get. That's the feedback I get is it's nice. just like, they're like, oh, you just like talk to people. And I'm like, yeah, that, that's, that. A, yeah, that's a podcast. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like, it's all going according to plan. Yeah. Like who would have thought? Like, <laughs> which is funny. Cause I used to never want to do this. Cause I, I work. Um, so my day job, I, I remotely run home inspector offices. So like I book home inspections all day and talk on the phone. Mm -hmm. And for a long time, like people would be like, oh, you should come on my podcast. And I was like, no, like when I'm off work, I don't want to talk to anybody. And then, and then, uh, and again, like, you know, the things people tell us and then, we, and then we do it and it clicks. And then I was like, oh shit, I'm good at this. Aren't I? Damn it. <laughs> I was like, oh, I should have listened to people like, before. Okay. All right. I could have got a jump it. start. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool. And, and what I, what I think is cool is like one of my favorite parts of grad school was like the writing workshop and getting to talk to creatives and when we would have like guest lectures and stuff. And I was paying a lot of money for that. And this inter like the interactions with you all and like the Kickstarter creatives and, and people in this field that I'm really passionate in and love. I get so much more out of these conversations than I did even in grad school. Like I learn yeah. a ton. Uh, it just makes me excited about comic books and it's time it's cool. to start charging your listeners. <laughs> right. <kidding>. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Got to do that. Patreon. No, like, maybe, all right. maybe one day. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not Patreon level yet. Maybe, maybe one day. Hey, I don't know. I, I, that, I, just to plug my own Patreon for a second, I do have, <laughs> I, I highly recommend it, especially if you have like a core group of people who are willing to throw you five bucks every month. Like yeah. it is, it's very rewarding and it's nice to have like a little community of people. Shout out to my patrons. I love you guys. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's wild what, uh, <laughs> what you can get away with when, when you're just like doing the things that you want to do. Like, that's, yeah, I mean, that, that's, that's again, my kind of my whole thesis it's just like, oh, okay, I can just, can I just do what I want? Nice. <laughs> now you know you can. Yeah. Right? The 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 fear fear is the mind killer, right? Like now yeah. that fear is gone, you can you can let that wackiness free, and you and you know you 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 like you said you found the niche, you found the market. I, I'm just I'm great. I, I I was hoping that other people would be interested, and I'm very thankful that it's not just me who wants to watch a bunch of like <laughs> raunchy ass fantasy characters make fun of each other and make out. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. No, that it's definitely not just you. Like it's that's a <laughs> that's a wildly like lucrative market i think i'm here I mean, i'm here to corner it <laughs> what uh just so you mentioned your patreon um mm -hmm. so you know like we're, we're here to promote you and your work so let, let's let's talk about that what what kind of things can can people pay you money for and and what little exclusive kendra tidbits can we get from a from your patreon so my patreon just patreon.com slash kendra w kendra it's my uh my handle everywhere. Um, but it's, uh, it's gone through a number of iterations. I've had the Patreon running since like two, 
2016, I think. Um, and it's like gone through a bunch of, like I, for a while I was offering postcards and then that became, again, I hate fulfillment. So that had to stop after a while. <laughs> um, and then for a while I was doing like autobiocom. So it's like, when you access my Patreon, you get access to a ton of random shit. Um, but currently, and up until just recently, uh, it's actually been uh, behind the scenes and uh, in process, real hero shit work. So if you join okay. my Patreon, you can get a ton of sneak previews of the book and as well as like uh, sketches and like the pencils that I was working on, and, like how the things changed. I have like some in process videos and stuff. Um, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's a nice place to like have, you know, for the most part, it, as far as I can tell, people are basically using it as a tip jar for me, which is really nice. They're not expecting a specific thing from me, which is great because I change my mind constantly about like the kind of content I want to put up there. Um, but it's been amazing to, it was really, really fun to have, uh, be working on real hero shit and be posting this stuff and talking with people about it, talking about my process, having people get really excited and be like, oh my God, I love this character or whatever. It was like, really needed that emotionally as I was like in the minds working on this book. Um, so I, I mean, I highly recommend all patrons a dollar and up get access to all of my content. Um, and I think I might be making a, like a, like a spicy, like a spicy, like bikini tier, uh, drawings, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, on, on my Patreon at some point, but I keep threatening to do that and then not following through. So maybe when the Kickstarter is done, <laughs> that's, that's another deal. That's, that's oddly popular. So I'm a big fan of like pinup covers, mm -hmm. but like clothed pinup yes. covers. And that's like the new Kickstarter. Co like there's so many like nude variants on Kickstarter and I almost always like get one. I always, I'm like, I'm like, this is going to be the first one. I'm going to finally get this new. <laughs> and it, and they're like, astronaut like you're paying like 35 dollars after shipping for like for comic book boobs and it's like i want to so you're do, supporting like, the arts yeah, you're supporting the arts right i mean <laughs> one of my one of my uh dear friends uh babs tar has yes. made absolutely like what an inspiration and she's been my inspiration for making a spicy tear uh for a long she's been encouraging me uh to do it and like god bless her um and, and she's amazing i mean she's, she's awesome like everything she draws is is gorgeous so it's uh, I mean, I, I would be in good company, so we'll see. I mean, I, you know, we'll see. Uh, maybe, maybe, a, maybe a boob. Who knows? <laughs> Well, single, I mean, a single boob. Sort of, sort of. Spoiler alert: We get that in. in uh, there's maybe, boobs in this. There's book. boobs. That, there's some nudity. There's, there's some. There's bit, some hot. There's a little bit of boob. My there's, screen. There's a lot bit of boob. <laughs> my, my, yeah, she's she's a well endowed lady. Uh, oh, bless her. <laughs> my my uh, my screen steamed up at that part. I was like, <laughs> which is you know, funny. Uh, you know, they they tell they they say like the sign of being a, a good writer is when you can use cliches for your own good and they don't feel like cliches mm -hmm. and that scene um you know the the one the one tent uh being ruined and the rain and it, i was like it, you know where it's gonna go but it's like it was i great. love i mean that's i like i'm a big fan of like fan fiction and and that whole scene as well and you know people make it's sort of this like self-deprecating sort of like and there was only one bed you know, like, <laughs> oh like i've never read that one before but it's like it's it's a trope for a reason it's fun it's yeah. like it's 
you know it's coming and you're still just like oh what's gonna happen well, I, and, I and how we got there too like because because she gets mad right and mm-hmm. she's like holding it when i like i want to like talk about it but i don't want to spoil this great moment hey but, you know maybe, like maybe I'll, I'll return to the the podcast when the book comes out in the spring and then we can spoil everything for everybody <laughs> i'm i know That's I, the dream. I, i'm i'm like biting my tongue because there's so much i want to talk about the book but it's like not coming out for another like six months so yeah i mean maybe six months i don't know it's coming out another spring it's another cool deal like i got i got to i was also really pumped also kudos to you uh your team your promo team um i get so many requests and i have to turn them down sometimes because it's really hard like how am i going to talk to somebody for an hour or an hour and a half or longer if like you don't have any work for me to go over or mm-hmm. this there you have this idea for a kickstarter but but it's it's not made yet and right. and i feel bad like i have to like turn that down and i was very surprised with the original graphic novel format like your your promo team was like boom here you go read it it's get ready done. for the interview <laughs> like that was cool like you guys did that shit right thank you thank you yeah i mean super fan productions and david and hannah have been absolutely incredible i'm They're so rock stars so thankful that they i mean we've been getting we've been uh we got like a boing boing write-up we got a mary sue write-up uh we got a bunch of interviews out there and it's been like such a blast to be able to talk about this book and do all this promo and they've been doing an amazing job yeah it's cool i dig it because that like i mean i hustle for interviews a lot and and luckily like i people like me for some reason so like that helps but you know it's it's as a podcaster, like, you know, I did editing promo lining up interviews. It's really nice when I get an email and they're like, Hey, we got this creative who's wanting to talk to you. You got, you got time. And I'm like, Oh, wow. You just like, sure. You just help me out. Like, Proactive. Yeah. yeah. Like I know I'm helping you guys out too, but it's, you know, like I want people to listen and, yeah. and have cool guests and stuff. So yeah, I was just, yeah. I, again, I'm still, I'm still not used to any of this. Like, <laughs> I got, I'm just like, okay, like, awesome. Um, you know, like, yeah. I, I'm a nerd Thanks. who loves comics. And I get to like, <laughs> talk to all these creatives all the time. And, and, and it's, it's great. Like I said, like, it's I do a lot of interviews. And, and I'm sometimes I'm like tired and grumpy. But you know, once, once I start talking into the mic, it's like, yeah, this is this is legit. It's, fun. Is fun. it's a bl- it's been it's been such a blast. I've, I this is, you know, I had my our book came out in the tell no tales, my, my last book came out in February. And it was like, you know, pre-vaccine COVID. So it was really hard to kind of get, we did a couple like, um, like bookstore events and stuff, but it was hard. And we didn't like, we didn't get out there that much. Uh, and it's been so much fun to be able to talk to so many people uh, about this book, about something that I'm so passionate about and having people take me seriously when I'm saying shit, like, I don't know, there's dick jokes in it. Ah." (laughs) you're like oh, i didn't really know what i was doing i played a bunch of dragon age and then i wrote this book in a week it like, just oh, fell really? out of my head it's like oh you, did? you just spent a week yeah. <laughs> writing a book it's been great <laughs> and then and then the kickstarter and then you just dropped this kickstarter phenomenon and like i like even just every bit about this campaign just to go back is, is super impressive you, you you're doing the two week deal, which is just I, I I've seen it a few times, but it's usually a month was, or longer. I was genuinely terrified that I was like, oh god, it's not going to be enough time. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah, like uh, it, it's good to be wrong sometimes. Yeah, right? I mean, I'm happy. Listen, I'm happy to eat crow about this one, but my god. <laughs> yeah, when I was uh, when I was talking to uh, Hannah, setting up the interview, uh, I was like. 
because I, I thought we had a month, right? Because it, mm-hmm. it was a week into your Kickstarter. I was like, oh, we got time. And she was like, no, it's like, it's over. And I was like, what? It's a two week <laughs> Kickstarter. I was like, and then I looked at the numbers and I was like, oh shit, like oh, <laughs> it's a two week kick. All you, all you needed was a week. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm happy to just keep the momentum up. I think I would have had a stroke if we had dragged this out for a whole month. So I'm thankful. <laughs> I'm glad that we hit our goal. I hope we hit the rest of our stretch goals, like God willing. Um, but yeah, it's, it's what a, what a wild ride, which is, which is pertinent because what a wild ride is your original graphic novel, real hero, <laughs> real shit. hero shit on Kickstarter <laughs> until 10, 29, 28, 29. I don't remember. Yeah. Next, is I, it next, I got my numbers all right. next week, oh. next Thursday yeah. or Friday. I don't know. Pledge as soon as you can <laughs> Yeah, get out, get out there folks. Quick, um, quick, and it's, a, it's an affordable Kickstarter too. Like you guys yeah. aren't, it's, it's not, it's not an arm and a leg you know just a couple fingers we have uh not to vanna white here but we have a uh, an eight dollar ebook available we have a 15 dollar paperback available we have a 45 dollar tier with the print set which is four eight and a half by 11 prints uh, that come with both the ebook and a print copy of the book i think it's a stunning deal uh and then hopefully we'll have some more uh, we we got the enamel pin goal i think Did yeah, we? No, first, we're, no got... we're 5k away we're 5k oh, away okay. from the, the first enamel pin and that the first one's um, you Eugene, right? No, the first one's Michelle. Oh, it's Eugene, Michelle. Okay. I, I was, I was a bit of a dick, and I was like, Eugene has to be the last enamel pin because everybody's <laughs> going to want the the Eugene pin. So I gotta make them work for it. <laughs> like the, your first taste is free, but then, but yeah, then, I'm like, if you I'm, want Eugene, we need another forty k. And like, I love Michelle. Like, like all of them are my favorite character, but I love Michelle. And I was like, you can have Michelle first, but like Eugene's going to be the the grand prize <laughs> at the end of it. He's the fan. I know he's going to be the fan. It's fine. He's he's the fan. He's supposed to be. He would love to be the fan favorite. He would love that for himself. Yeah, but I'm. I think Hocus is is a is a runner Ugh. up there. Just because. I mean, he's not. I don't want to call him a himbo because I. But he sort of is. But he's he's smarter. He's like, he's, he's or, like well, a I keep gentle, saying he. He's not. A, he's not. He, a he, he's a he's they. a bimbo. Uh, bimbo. He's, <laughs> well, he, he's very smart, but he's very much the like um gentle giant. Like yes. not quite a a bimbo or a himbo, but like. And Hocus has some, in future books, we'll get more of Hocus's past because I think he's a little bit of an enigma because he's like the only nice guy on this team. Uh, (laughs) And he's like sort of, you know, he's the cleric. He's very religious. uh, He's a healer. Um, But, you know, of the people that I've showed this book to and like a bunch of my friends were like, I'm going to marry Hocus. And I was like, okay, yeah, (laughs) you should do that. And they're like, no, you don't understand. I'm in love with him. That's gotta so feel, I'm glad that's that, gotta I'm glad feel that good. I got a, the hot babe in there <laughs> yeah. for everyone to, you know, get married to. Everybody is pretty attractive in, in your cast. Like Nothing there's, but babes. Yeah. All the way down. Got, yeah. There's the you and, and they like I said, you've you you've drawn I like that they have different body styles. I, I, as a, as a bigger person, I appreciated that because in comic books, everybody's just crazy fit and perfect, you know? And it's like, yeah, I don't buy that. (laughs) (laughs) I, yeah, I, I, it, it made sense. You know, I think uh, I had, I like had bookmarked a bunch of like drawing reference and stuff. Um, but like, uh, Ani's a little bit chubby. Hocus, I think, is solidly in like the sort of like muscle muscle fat category. Like he, yeah. he's built specifically like a um, baseball pitcher, like a like a thick a thick set or like or like a uh, 
power lifter type or a strong man type, um, which you need a very strong core to lift a hammer that size. You're going to need a very <laughs> like sturdy core. Yeah. Uh, and then Michelle is kind of like slender and like life. And then uh, Eugene is sort of classic, like, you know, Dorito, like Captain America Dorito shape. <laughs> and abs. And he's abs. Got, Gotta have got, the abs. He's got I mean, the abs and he looks, Eugene, he looks good with his shirt off. It's fine you know, to say. I, you gotta. Purple and sexy. It's good. <laughs> he's got the horns. He's got the chest hair. He's got the abs. Like, okay, we get it, Eugene. You've got a perfect ass. Okay. <laughs> Well, Kendra, like this was so fun, and Thank I'm you so again, much. I'm, I'm so glad this blast. happened. <laughs> I know, I just, I was like, oh shit, I've, I, I've kept your, I've kept you on for for two hours. Uh, yeah, and you're flies. never gonna get that time back. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was amazing to talk to you. Thanks for, thanks for having me on the podcast. Hey, thank you for sharing your book with me, because I, I, like I said, it, it, um, it made, it just made me feel good. It, it was a, it made me laugh. It made me a little emotional. It made me excited for the fantasy genre, which I'm just, um, I, fantasy genre and comics, I'm just beginning to explore more. You know, I've always liked, you know, the movies and Conan and all that fun stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, Game of Thrones, like we talked about earlier, you know, save for the last couple seasons, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> we don't uh, yeah, we don't um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's, it's um, I, I think you did a, I think you've done a great thing for genre fiction. I think you've Thank done you. a great thing for, uh, Kickstarter to to show more people that Kickstarter is it's uh, it's it's not just self publishing it's its own thing it's weird it's different it's wonderful and and there's never been an easier time to tell your story right now because of Kickstarter and yeah, and I think it's good to know that people can find success on it yeah I mean it, it's it's an incredible way to uh, you know self actualize and self advocate and I think it puts uh, you know a lot of ability in the hands of independent creators who don't have to rely on a publishing industry that can be very very difficult to break into. So mm. I'm very happy to be a part of it. Well, that's awesome. Again, um, I think you deserve, uh, you know, you deserve it. You've done some awesome hard work. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm there for future and past projects now. Like I want to, I want to read your pirate tale. And, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you absolutely should. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's a book for kids, but I think it has plenty to appeal to adults as well. So I, so I've been reading recommend. some all ages fiction lately in, in the graphic medium and they, every single one of them makes me cry. <laughs> like I'm like the, the all ages is like deeply emotional and you don't expect it's, to be you, moved. You, don't, you're, you expect it to be all kittens and puppies. And then it's like, Oh, ow. Yeah. It's like kittens and puppies and then the kittens and puppies die. And then you, the, you have <laughs> you to like learn, learn to deal with your emotions. Yeah, there's it's like really a hard. Yeah. yeah. Tell the Tales is great. Uh, I loved working with Sam on it. I think it's a really, really good book. And I'm still very, very proud of it. And I'm so thankful that that got to be my first long form graphic novel. And I highly recommend if you have any kids in your life, or if you're just interested in picking up some more books, it's available in libraries and stuff too. So you should uh, check it out. Bam, you heard it here, folks. All right. So Kendra, as the polite podcast host that I am, this is the part where I say, where can we find you? Where's a good place to follow you? Where's a where's your internet hub names, Patreon? <laughs> where can we give you money? Like all that good stuff. Well, uh, I am basically everywhere at at Kendra W can draw, like K-E-N-D-R-A-W-C-A-N-D-R-A-W. I know it's very long and complicated, but also <laughs> it's uh, my name is Kendra Wells. If you Google me, it'll come up eventually. Uh, and, and it really I'm, will too, because you're like a fucking rock star. And I, it's like, 
like yeah. your your resume it speaks for itself. <laughs> so if you Google Kendra's name, you're gonna get you're gonna get there eventually. To go. um, yeah, and not like shady, on... slanderous stuff either. No, just like... it's usually good <laughs> stuff. Uh, it uh, yeah, I'm I'm at Kendra W Kendra on Twitter, on Instagram. Um, the Kickstarter is up now for real hero shit. It is running for the next week or so, the 28th or the 29th, maybe. Who knows? Uh, and <laughs> yeah, uh, Patreon, Kendra W. Can Draw. Uh, come check me out. Come hang out. Say hi. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. You know what? I, Folks, if you've never listened to me before, which is, I don't know what you do when you download these episodes, but this is a Kickstarter worth backing. It's fun. It's It's got love and heart and sass and, and sex and steam and action and big swords. hammers and swords <laughs> and magic and evil priests. And <laughs> Stop. All, all great flavors that go great together. Yeah. Religion is bad. Fantasy is good. <laughs> Magic's awesome. Elves are great. Like, but yeah, yeah no, seriously, like, um, thank you so much. This was so fun. Uh, best of luck in your future endeavors. Uh, Blake's Buzz is always going to have a place for you for a new Kickstarter or just if you're bored, you know, whatever's clever. <laughs> um, I really, I hope you get to continue this world because I can tell as, as a reader that you're very attached to these characters. And I think that's why they're, they're so great on the page is because they, they were made with a lot of love and a lot of talent and a lot of care. And you're a great storyteller and I love your art and you're just super cool and <laughs> I hope you you make another, I hope you make another $40,000 because you're awesome. Me too. Well, thank you so much for having me. You are welcome, Kendra. Uh, Everybody download this or not download the kid. Go back to Kickstarter, download it later when it comes out. You can't do that yet. Real hero shit. One of the coolest titles in comics right now. (laughs) It's super metal. Um, Kendra, I wish you the best. I hope you have an awesome weekend and thank you again. This was super fun. Thank you. 